Welcome to Through the Wire. Through the Wire. In beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Summer League, baby. Summer League. Hey, shout out to Adidas. Hooking us up. Showing what you got right there. We got the Don. Oh. Issue number one. Uh-huh. Bounce with the increased verticality. Ooh. Y'all what the Don stand for? Determination over negativity. How would you apply that to your life? Listen, if we listen to all the negative comments that come this way, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be at Summer League. And what are we doing here? We're getting it done. Well, we got our first what? NBA guest. Oh, yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Can we bring him in? Y'all ready? Let's bring him in. Let's welcome. The one and only. The one and only fan favorite. Taco Fall. Can we get a round of applause for Taco coming through? What's good, man? What's good? How you doing? I'm straight. How you, you doing? enjoying yourself? Yeah. All right, so listen. First thing I wanted to ask you. The first big talk about you coming into the NBA was you being undrafted. But now, a week or two in, you the most talked about thing in an entire we just state. The, we were just at the game, and they was chanting for you to get in there. Yeah, chanting the for game. you. He was chanting for we you to get in there. Ta- we taco. A quick three sixes. I mean, um, coming in, I didn't expect it, so it was I was surprised. But you know, I meant a lot. You know, people showing love, uh, kind of giving me a little bit of bush. But at the same time, I was locked into what I needed to do. You know, I had, had something improved, so I just came in and uh, went to work. So we wanna, we've been reading some weird facts about you and everything. We found out you eat six thousand, six thousand calories a day. Yeah, or is that fake? That's literally because all of us eating. That's, that's our whole day. That's the youth. So that's what they recommend me to eat. Okay. Oh, okay. Did they, right. The NBA or you've been doing this so in college? Since high school. They since high school. school. Um, you know, you're so big and you run a lot, you burn a lot of yeah. calories. But now I'm starting to learn more. It's more about what you eat. Like, right, you know, right. All your proteins, all, all kinds of different things that you need to not just the calories. So. Okay. okay. So I'm speaking of high school, they said you came to America for the first time when you were 16. Yeah. And you had the opportunity of working with Hakeem Olajuwon. Yeah. So as a 16-year-old, what was that experience like? Did you even, did you know who he was? I knew who he was because he's African just like me and right. he's Muslim, I'm Muslim too. Yeah. But like, I didn't know, back then that's just when I had, like, started playing basketball and all. I just didn't realize like how big of a right, right. Yeah. That's legend. basically the yeah. goat of sinners yeah. in my eyes. Yeah. He's a legend. He's a legend. So, yeah. so um, after a few years later, I really, I was like, wow, I really worked out with him. And um, we went to St. Jim. He took uh, LeBron. Right. Okay. You know, he had Stockton Miami. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. Javale McGee. Yeah. All those people. So, how much do you like actually follow the NBA right now? Because we've we've talked to some few athletes. They don't. They say they don't really have the time with the books. Being a student, I mean, how much do you actually follow what's going on in the NBA? A lot. I watch a lot of tapes. Okay. Um, right, right. I watch a lot of tapes. Favorite you know, team? Favorite team? Be careful with it. Be careful Are you on the House of Highlights page, though? I'm not going to do it right now. You're not on House of Highlights watching the highlights, though? Oh, you mean the Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's what's so, up. Okay. It's you guys. Um, it's this other... My life, you want to say? Right, okay. Free Dawkins, whatever. Okay. Free, yeah, 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 yeah. okay. Them. You got it all. You guys. Yeah. I think you guys had a couple of my highlights from the journey. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now with the uh, comp. Yeah. Like, here yeah, the summer league. So, yeah. Like, some of your highlights are some of the most viewed on the entire page. So, it's, it's insane. Because when we were at the game, every time you got on the bench, it's we want taco, put in taco. You're really like. Uh, you become an icon. An icon. Not 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 an icon.
but you become an icon. In Las Vegas, they have no, I'm sorry, Las Vegas aces, the women's team, I'm sorry, but they don't really have much else to root for. So you're going to leave Summer League, and these Las Vegas fans, they're going to follow you. They follow they you. Gonna follow you go. It's God-given. I feel really blessed. So, yeah. I like to hit What's, like what's to been your most memorable moment so far in Las Vegas for Summer League? Most memorable? I would say the whole time the whole I've been no. here. Hey, it was really dope. Um, I mean, you know, you since I started playing, you grow up, you watch summer league, you watch all this, and then this whole process has been fun, man. Um, you know, since I left college, the whole pre-draft, you know, the draft. Though I didn't get drafted, it was a disappointment. But then, you know, I still had a lot to, I still had a lot to prove. So, which I did, and, um, it's, it's been really fun. That's another thing that we heard. Um, your summer league teammate Robert Williams recently came out and said he learned from you and you taught him patience. So how much has your patience helped you through this entire process? A lot. A lot. Uh, it's just, just how I grew up. I, mean, I, I had to learn everything that I had um, starting from when I was back home till now. So they just teach you a lot of lessons. I mean, nothing's not, the people that are just not handy stuff, you're not going to get it. Right, right. That takes a lot of patience. It takes a lot of patience. Lot that's got to be something special because you've known him for what, three weeks maybe? Or maybe a month? Yeah. And you're already teaching him these life lessons? He's supposed to teach too. You might have to teach me patience. I still struggle with But right now we got some, some rapid fire questions. And I'm going to let my man, my man Mike start it off for you. All right, cool. I'm going to have to start it off with your favorite shoe. We, we heard you wear size We heard about the 22, 22, so it's tough. It's probably I tough. I have a favorite shoe. Okay. No? It's whatever I can find that fits. Uh, that, that works, though. So what's the process of finding a size 22 shoe? It's hard. Because I'm a 14, and First of all, you can't they couldn't even any. get these in his size, so yeah. we had to go like, down. Until recently, I couldn't find any like dress shoes or casual shoes. It's all basketball shoes. Basketball. What about pregame meals? We got meals. I like pasta. 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 Yeah. That's the city's favorite pasta. Uh, pasta with marinara oh, sauce. My and God. Some chicken. I was hoping some you ain't say Alfredo. I'm not Alfredo. He's Alfredo. I'm the Alfredo. I'm the Alfredo. I do like chicken Alfredo, but not pretty. Yeah, What about music? Music? I'm into all kind of music. Oh, hell yeah. I listen to rap music, old school. Oh, what? What we think? What we talking about though? A lot of old school, like old pack. Biggie. Okay, okay. Coolio. Okay, okay. Nate Dogg. Okay. Rest in peace, Nate Dogg. Rest in peace, Nate Dogg. Mob Deep. Mob Deep. Rest in peace, Prodigy. Shit. I listen to a lot of French music. I speak French. A lot of African music. Okay, so you all around the board with it. It's cool to have it well rounded. You don't want to be boxed in. I'm mad you put me on to some stuff. From your, from your side after. All right, I'm, I'm going to see. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to see what you got. Who is your favorite athlete going up? Favorite athlete going up? We heard you like soccer. You was a big soccer guy. Messi. Messi. Uh, Messi. All right, all right. I used to like Ronaldinho, too. Uh, but all time, I would say Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali? Oh, that's good. Cool. Rest in peace, Muhammad Ali. Rest in peace, Muhammad everybody. Uh, favorite TV show? Oh, man, I have a lot. Um, you guys know Supernatural? Yeah, of course. Supernatural. Of course. Uh, that's surprising. Supernatural. Supernatural. That's definitely one of my favorites. We were having this debate last night at dinner. Fresh Prince or Martin? Do you, are you familiar with? I'm familiar with Buffalo. Which one? Okay. Fresh Prince. My guy. My guy. <laughs> Fresh Prince. Let's <laughs> go. 
No, I can't dis I can't disagree. I'm more of a Martin guy, but I know Fresh Prince is, is the real deal. So you have one wish. You got a genie, the genie come out, you get one wish. Anything in the world, what's your wish? Put me on the spot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you I just, just put it in I your pocket, know, save it for later. I just don't have that mindset of like you, you, everything you gotta work for. You just, yeah. Not right. Yeah. I like that. Touche. I Touché. like that. Touche. Who's your celebrity crush? <laughs> really? Get on the it spot out there. Now. Get it out there. Get it out there. Everybody crush. Everybody know Taco Fall. Everybody know. I don't know. Maybe Rihanna. Maybe Rihanna. 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 I want you to slide in my man's DM. <laughs> put some up. You know what I'm saying? I might come through myself. You know what I'm saying? Um, biggest fear. Biggest fear. If, I don't know if, 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 if you have one. I don't know if you have one. I'm African. I'm, uh, that's, I'm African. A, that's a great answer. We was prepared for that answer. I'm African. African. And lastly, yeah. the most important question. What is your favorite podcast? Now it's you guys. Hey, 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 hey. That's what we here for. That's what we here for. Thank you. Thank you, Taco, for coming through. No Shout out um, to my guy, Taco. Fall. First official guest. First official first guest. guest. You're a first official guest. Ever. First guest. You're an icon. You're an icon. You're an icon. So everybody, y'all make sure y'all follow Taco. Continue to support with everything he's doing. Becoming the next icon in the NBA. We forever fans. Appreciate the time and being the first guest ever. Appreciate you, man. We'll continue to root for you. Appreciate it. Do your thing, man. Thank you. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. So that was Taco Fall coming through on the show. That's it. And, well, now we got to get into some Some NBA news. Russell Westbrook Uh is officially a Houston Rocket. How did y'all find this out? Because we were just getting to Vegas when it really broke We were on a plane. Or was it? No, it was before we before we left. Before we left. Um, no, no, we. No, no, no. I was in my hotel room. I think, yeah, I think it was in the hotel room, and it hit, I think Terrence hit the group chat like uh, Westbrook to Houston or something like that. Which is crazy because y'all know I got Woj on notice. Right. I didn't get the notification, so when I saw it on Twitter from just somebody I follow, I'm like, nah. And then we actually got it. Before I get y'all full breakdown of what y'all your thoughts, uh-huh. the full breakdown of the trade, we got Russell Westbrook going to the Rockets, of course. And then OKC gets Chris Paul. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. We're not about to disrespect no, we, we, my guy. We, no, that, that's appropriate for a 34-year-old Chris Paul. So that is appropriate. Forget the 15 years of greatness. I, I, no, I'm y'all just, for 34-year-old Chris Paul, that, that's okay. All right, I'll, I'll let you finish. I'll let you then finish. Then we got a, two, a 2024, uh-huh. a 2026 so first-round picks. That's a fifth grade, Is that a fifth grader? That's the little brother. Hey, the little bro coming through. Then they swap picks in 2021 and 2025. I need y'all thoughts. Winner. Obviously the Rockets, but they get I think it goes both ways. Okay. As soon as Paul George requested out, I think that was a domino effect. But in the back of OKC's mind, I think they already knew that that team wasn't going to win. I know they wanted to keep that team together, but... Paul George asking for that for that trade request, I think that just like sparked it right off the bat. Exactly. Um could this be one of the rare trades where I don't really have a winner? Yeah. Obviously the Houston think, Rockets get better, right? Yeah. They got two superstars. That's what the Houston Rockets should be proud. I mean, just in total. Russell Westbrook is better than CP3, so it's an automatic upgrade. Exactly. Regardless of if you think if they gonna work or not, he's just better than Westbrook. Exactly. So, so 
But my, my main concern about that team is obviously they have the talent. Talent is one thing Shoot, Daryl Morey does do. Like, he's, I'm going to get me a second star. He got the second star now. But the system for Russell Westbrook when he's not on the ball is going to be difficult. Yep. It really is. And that's why I believe, I don't know if there's a hot take on the name. I don't know how long D'Antoni's going to be there. I just don't know. Well, that's always been my biggest thing with the Rockets. I've been knocking them for the past two years with the system. But the one thing I like about this marriage is that you have two guys who like each other. Yes. Yeah. And chemistry going to help it work out. Chemistry can overpower any weakness in the system. Basically, that is. Must have a lot of respect for each other too, especially being former teammates. Former teammates. And the narrative that Russell Westbrook will want to get in the way of James Harden is is out of is is crazy. It, it is crazy because we saw last year Russell Westbrook was like, oh. Paul George, you're having a season. Let me take the cut off the gas. That is the best season ever. And exactly, exactly. And that's even with Russell Westbrook knowing OKC is my team, but I'm going to let Paul George drive for a little bit. I'll stand a passenger. He's coming to Houston where he knows 100% sure that this is James Harden's team. What's the biggest knock about Russell Westbrook? He hasn't been able to win a ring, right? If he wants to win a ring, he's got to take a step back and let James Harden work while also doing his thing and shooting efficiently. That's when you look at the Western Conference, uh -huh. the Clippers, Lakers, everybody's gotten better. Denver's gotten better. They're older. Utah's and now the, better. Utah and now the Rockets. Where do the Rockets match up in that standings? I got them at fourth in conference. I Behind. got both LA teams, one and two. I, I got Utah being better than the Houston. Just because I, I think they're going to be a better basketball team. I, I agree with I, that. I can't say that you're wrong, but I just think when you put some, you put two dynamic guards like Russell Westbrook and James Harden on the floor together, and you put them around shooting, and you're actually – this is the first time we're going to see Russell Westbrook in a system being coached. He's never had a – he's never really had a coach, ever. Not one that'll say, Russell, chill out. The and entire, I don't know if Tony's that guy, but The entire we'll last postseason, we picked apart Billy Donovan. <laughs> yeah, we did. So now he's going into a system – in a situation where that's like you said, maybe D'Antoni's not the right guy to uh -huh. be his first. But there, there's a culture already set that he's got to come into and find his way. Right. And it won't be, I don't think it's going to be hard for him. I know Brody gets a lot of hate. He gets he a does. lot of hate. But you have to respect him as a player and as a person because he's all, and, and he always, even when um, they got eliminated, he said, I didn't play well. He's always been a guy to take accountability. Right. And part of him taking accountability is going to be super important if they want to make a run. I'm feeling crazy. Oh, don't, don't do it, though. Russell Westbrook is about to have his best season next year. I, I don't want to. From the standpoint from the standpoint of winning okay. and being the, the proper teammate that all y'all want to see, I love what he does. I love that shit. I love the rah-rah. I love the yelling in your face. You're not my friend. We on two separate teams. I'm not going to shake your hand. Damian Lillard, get out of my face. You ain't shit. I'm Russell Westbrook. I love that. But everybody want to see Mr. Nice Guy shaking hands. Hey, hey. What? He's going to do it. He has no choice. You got to look in the mirror. You've just been traded. Uh -huh. all, the, all the slander. So it's time. And I think it's going to happen. Not only um, that, but Houston made some other moves. They pick up Tyson Chandler, which is like the best backup for them. Shout out to Unk. And then they also give Anthony Bennett the seventh, eighth chance at the NBA. So I don't know. Anthony Bennett came back before Carmelo did. I, I knew you was, I knew he was gonna drop it it's out. Crazy. I knew it's it. Crazy. I knew it. I, I don't understand. At this point, Carmelo Anthony is being blackballed at the NBA. I don't know what he's doing. Smoking weed. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. 
Mello, we're going to get you back. I'm going to get you back. If anything, you can come on this show and just chill with us if you don't get a contract. Get you, get you back, Papa. But let's let's flip it to OKC. OKC. So obviously, Paul George across the trade, they get a package of seven first-round picks, basically, also with some players. Historic. This time around, um, OKC gets back more picks, but then they get one of the worst contracts in the league on top of that, which is already rumored that CP3 is never going to touch the OKC floor. Which I think is right. I think it's right. He's 30, like you said, 34. CP's the type of guy that wants to win. Yeah. He's not going to be he on that rebuilding to win. team. So. He ain't did shit like that yet. Let me get y'all grade for OKC. Russell Westbrook got more finals appearances. That's, <laughs> it's true. I, I can't, I can't argue facts. That is true. What's y'all grade on OKC? Because you have to think about this trade, not on the one by one, but you got to think of it with the Paul George trade too, because yeah. it's, it's one mean, big was, deal. The whole goal for them was just to kind of load up on those first round picks. So that was a big deal. Of course, they got Chris Paul, but they already had a bad contract with Russell Westbrook on the team anyway. So it was just I don't know how bad it was yet. It ain't bad yet because yet. he's still it, playing. It's going to get, it's get back. That's what they were trying to do. They're trying to rebuild, go back to that rebuild. So I think it was just something you had to do. Uh, I, I respect it. They work with Russell. He was the face of the franchise, the most historical player yet. So I think he that was should, he should be the first person to get his jersey retired in that yes. organization. So I, I Kevin Durant could come second, but Russell gets first for his loyalty. I, I respected that about him. And what I like is you mentioned they got so many first round picks that you can you can afford to bring Chris Paul because now when you have to ship them out, you can now take one of those pick those many picks that you had and use it to get them off. You right. had some leverage. And you might get because it, flipping Chris Paul is not going to be easy. No. That's what, another reason why I commend Darren Moore because he got off of Chris Paul's contract after one season after signing. So that's a shout out to Darren Moore, but that's a big thing there. But the, the thing is they will probably have to unload at least one pick to get one rid pick. of him. One pick. But the question is where? He's 34. He's got to go to a team that needs a point guard, obviously a ball-dominant point guard, yes. and half of the league, or 40% of the league, can't get traded until December. So what? where's the place for him? The number one team we've been hearing is Miami. Miami. Him and Jimmy Butler, Jordan Brand, um, homies, I guess. I never knew, but I guess they tight. Pat Riley like his stars, too. He's, he's been trying. They tried to get Russell. They're desperate at this point. Um, but they, the whole problem with that is that they have Miami's picks. So, so do you want to give them yeah. some extra wins, or do you want to let them rot? But they might think it's fool's gold. They might say, hey, no way in hell. He's really gonna take them to that level, right? Um, or that the two big, um, the two pick personalities clash, yeah. Jimmy Butler and, so Paul and Chris Paul. You you you're playing with that idea, but after Miami, I mean, I don't. There's no way in hell. There's were, nobody else on this list. They're not buying them out. That's out of the window. Yep. Um, I know y'all would love them in Los Angeles, but not with that amount now of money. Contract, y'all y'all no. can't even do it. Y'all literally can't do it. Yeah. So, I mean, when you look at Miami, that's that's really it. That's really if it. If they can't find any trades, do you he's, think they just buy him out? No. I, I, mean, think, he sit, I literally think he contract. sits until December, and then they trade him, which is terrible for him, obviously, because yeah. he wants to be out there and play him. But you cannot have him on the court because, I don't know, we, we've been talking negatively about Chris Paul. We have, he is good enough to get you yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. a rebuilding team, you don't want if him. If he was on the Lakers, can. we'd be looking at the Lakers as a as favorite. As a favorite, right. Yeah. So he is still good enough to get you wins in OKC in a losing situation, trying to rebuild. They can't afford to put him on the court, especially with Shea. It's just, it's just yeah. a clash. It's just now a clash. you have a youth movement. You want to get those young guys uh, time and experience on the floor. Um, but, after yeah, after Miami, and even if Miami were to get him, I don't know where that puts them. I know it's the East, but I still don't know where they would go. I don't know what OKC would ask for back. Right. It's just real complicated. 
So Does Miami want that trade enough? I, I always hear hear mix like they're very interested or they're not really interested because they don't want to take on that contract. Do you think that it's the right move? Does they even push them over any humps in that in that Eastern Conference? I don't think so. Because I, I know we always talk about caps, cap space. Right, 2021 is the next big free agency period. LeBron, Paul George, Giannis, Kawhi, Giannis is back. So I don't think he's going nowhere, but and Miami has been a place to get free agents. So do you want that huge Chris Paul contract on your books when that time comes around? I don't know. But Chris Paul will be out. He will be off the books in two more years. I think he's got three years years. because he got a player option. Don't forget that. He's got he's that not, player option. He's going to take that. We just, pra- just praised Dale Morey, but we got to take that back. I need some of that back because I don't know how he got a play option. Which contract is worse? John Wall or John CP3? Wall. You ain't got to talk. John, John Wall. Wall ain't been playing in like, I don't know when the last time John Wall played. Like I'm we, talking about like a consistent season where he was healthy and we considered him. When the last time Chris Paul done that? He hasn't either. He fell <laughs> off too. And he's older. I, 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 literally, I think John Wall's contract is the worst in the league. I do think so. A super max for a guy like, because when he is playing, he is a top five, six point guard. We can agree on that. But it's when he's playing, right? And it's and especially when you think about what team it's on too. They don't have any room to improve. So when you throw on that contract, which is what thirty percent of the cap or something like that. You got oh, Bradley sure. Beal's contract, and you got the terrible contracts in Yamahimi that you gave out. You got no room. That's why they had to dump Otto Porter last year. That's terrible GMing. It is That's terrible GMing. And you know what? They don't have a GM yet. The entire offseason, no GM. It's probably one of the most craziest things we've ever seen in the NBA offseason with all of this crazy shit going on. That's why um, I keep saying just, just promote the interim. He's making all the moves anyway. Just promote him. They just don't want to pay him that much. Adam Silver. Uh-huh. We've had all these trades left and right. Anthony Davis requested a trade. Paul George requested a trade. They were saying Russell contact the, the organization, asked what would happen, what would a trade for him look like. Adam Silver says, trade demands are disheartening, and it, the league needs to do something about it soon. What's your thoughts? Uh, do you agree? I disagree. I, I'm always pro-player. It should know me. It's, if I don't like the situation I'm in, I should be able to tell the management that I want to be traded. They getting something back. It's not like you getting, you know, nothing. I'm just walking away from the team. So your, your, your question was... Reread your state. What was his quote again? It's this Trade right. demands are disheartening. I agree with that. If I was a fan of OKC, a small market team with two stars on it that you you signed him, I'd be disheartened that both of those players are gone after one season. But are you disheartening when that player gets a phone call from his agent at 7 o'clock in the morning saying he's been traded without No, uh, no I'm not taking the stance of the— Because uh, you have to be both sides. You can't I, be all the, I'm saying is I agree. If I was a fan of a small market team, I would be so sad if the guy we drafted, right, right. the guy we drafted turned into a star, was like, you know what, I don't really like it here. But you shouldn't be. You know why? Because your organization has seven years, six to seven years, to prove and show him why he should stay. Seven years is, is the most amount of time in any sport where you get to keep your rookie. Baseball is six. Football is four or six as well. Basketball or five. Basketball is seven. I'm trying to think. So, Anthony Davis, I, I have no sympathy for the Pelicans. I, no, I, I don't have sympathy because, they. I mean, they won that. They, they still looking good. I was trying to think of a situation like Kawhi's, which is a bit weird because they have um, the whole Kawhi thing. Yeah. But, I mean, it's a reason why people request trades, though. It's, it's an obvious reason. Either they're 
in a situation where they're not winning or they're clashing with a the team. The only time we've seen a guy request a trade from a good situation was Kyrie Irving. And that situation was bad to him because every time you do some shit that's good, LeBron gets the credit. And whenever LeBron loses, LeBron doesn't have enough help. So I understood Kyrie, but that's the only situation where a guy is winning and thriving and right. requests a trade. Well, so the NBA, for example, let's think about the NHL. I'm not a big NHL follower. I'm, I know y'all not either. But their rotation of rosters changes like every two years. For example, the Blackhawks team that I knew two years ago looks completely different now. The turnaround of players is so so different than the NBA. I think if we had that similar turnaround in players, it would be so great. Think about how this offseason was. Yes. Imagine this offseason every single year. I, I, I wouldn't like it. You why not? No, because you had because like you said. Your first reaction to Adam Silver's statement was the connection you give with a player. So how can I ever fully be invested into my team when every year we have a new, damn near new roster? I, I go, okay, I think that's what I'm different than a lot of people, right? I don't say attached to players, I say attached to my team. Right? But no, your team is the players. I know, but like, So for that example, makes an identity. For, for my team, if we traded, who's our best player? If we traded Zach Levine tonight, right? I would be sad, obviously, but at the end of the day, I'm still riding with my guys, right? right. And some people aren't like that. Some people are like, I'm a Westbrook fan, I'll follow him wherever he goes, you know what I'm saying? But point is, you feel a certain way, because you've been invested in Zach Levine. You have his jersey, you got his autograph. I dig it as All those things, things happen. Hey, oh, guess what? I literally just saw Kobe White pull up to the scene, too. So best believe Shout out I'm Kobe getting, White. getting that autograph, But and, and also, you're a grown-ass man. Mm-hmm. A lot of these fan bases are Arts kids. Are younger. They don't know any better. They get uh-huh. a test. They, they go to these guys' camps. A lot of these guys are figures in the community. Russell Westbrook was a part of that community. So Did a you, lot see, of those, you see that clip on, of course, House of Highlights, of the OKC fan throwing a tantrum yes. after the Russell Westbrook trade? Like, stuff like that is sad. Like, we got to agree, right? That stuff like that is a sad. Um, 11 years for Russell Westbrook. Uh, he couldn't have done much and more, And I thought right? he was going to be a Thunder for life. That's Me too. Right. And I'm glad you brought that up. Will we ever see a star player be on one team again? Yes. You think so? Yeah. Who would be that? I, I is Giannis the only guy left? I think it's Stephen Curry. I think, I think he's a warrior for life. Him and Clay Thompson. Him and Clay Thompson. I think that, that backcourt has to stay together forever. You got guys like Damian Lillard. You know, he, he talks that talk, he got to walk that walk. I'm glad, okay, so, y'all right, y'all right. You know, there, there could but be But we guys. are in a, in a realm where just because you got a guy doesn't mean he's going to be there. No, definitely, right. definitely. We've seen how stuff quick and just change. In a, in a night, in a night. In a night. In Literally a night. in a night. And, we, I thought OKC was living fine this offseason yeah, right. until that night. That's the part why I agree with, with Adam Silver. It can be disheartening because the fans went to bed that night Looking at the looking at the rest of the, the Western Conference, like, oh, they got a duo, they got a duo, we got our, we duo. Got our duo, we still have our chance. Then they wake up, Paul George is going. It's a domino effect. Once really? he left, you knew Russ think, was on his way out. I think that situation made him think like that just because it seemed like Kawhi, he had all these meetings going on, and Paul George is still with OKC, and he basically almost made Kawhi, or made Paul, Paul George yeah. force his He put a bug in his ear. Yeah, right. And it's almost like, kind of like a temperance type thing, it seemed like. So I think that's what brought that out. But I, I am still 100% for player empowerment. Right. You know, shout out to LeBron for basically starting the whole player empowerment movement. Um, I, I, I think it should be a balance. You know, because if the organization can trade you at any amount of time, you should be able to, you do, should be able to do the same thing. A lot of people saying, you know, abide by the contract, different things like that. But if, if Blake Griffin can be sold, that he's going to be hanging up in the rafters. With Muhammad Ali. I, 
players that had nothing to do with Clippers history. People. We weren't even talking athletes. They had like some civil rights activists. Talking about you gonna be up here. Just to trade them. Just to trade them three months later when they when they can. So I mean I like the idea of moving pieces all the time. I love it. All the time. I think I think we've been spoiled with that actually. Yeah. I, I agree. think this year it's been taking up a, a level, but there's been a lot of player movement. Paul George, OKC, KD the uh, the Warriors, LeBron went Miami, Cleveland, LA, Kyrie to Boston. Now he's in New Jersey. I mean uh, Brooklyn. KD is now in Brooklyn. Yeah. You got it's been a lot of movement. Yeah. Kemba is with Boston. We've we've been getting spoiled Ooh. a lot. It's damn near to the point where you have to ask that question. Is there anybody that's going to ever stay? Th- that's how much we, we've got. So I think we've had a lot. Um, it seems like every free agency there's some some crazy things going on. This but all- this one won't be so won't be top. No. 2019 no. free agency will never be Unless top. Unless all of those guys leave in 2021. That'll be crazy. Yeah. Paul George, Kawhi. I'm, I'm thinking about this way. Think about the all-NBA teams. I think a third of those players are already on different teams. A third of the all-NBA players. Carthony Towns. Carthony Towns is still there. Steph. Um, Steph and Curry, LeBron James, Rudy Gobert. Shout out to my boy Rudy. James Harden. James Harden. James Harden. The rest are just switched in one single season. It is insane, but that's why we're here. That's why we love the NBA. What were y'all thoughts on Kawhi's contract? It's player empowerment. Right. That's what it boils down to. Very smart move. Just so he can utilize and get the most money. Just because he'll be 30 years old and he'll be eligible for that super next one. You know, his contract. Him and Paul George could potentially. So, is it winner? It's winner bust now. They have two years. Yes. To make it work. Yes. Them, the Lakers, winner bust for both of them. I think Anthony Davis actually said that in his intro. He's like, it's winner bust for us. What were your thoughts on his intro? I really liked it. I mean, he came in and basically explained how he was okay with not getting that third superstar. And he's okay with the roster. He decided to play with Boogie Cousins. Decided to play with Rondo again. He's happy he's playing with LeBron James. Yep. Shout out to Boogie looking real skinny. Real I think he's skinny. just happy to be in a situation where he feels like he's capable to actually win a championship. But I saw someone say this on Twitter that I didn't even think about, but I agree. We're about to see Anthony Davis, the person. When he was in New Orleans, I don't know anything about Anthony Davis. He's from our city, and I don't really know about him. But when you're in L.A., all of that TMZ, changes. Pavarazzi, yes. Movies, he's in, he's in Space Jam 2. I heard, that, I heard that's not Space Jam 2. It's just Space Jam. It's just a remake. No 2. Oh, that's kind of lame. No 2. That's kind of lame. No man. 2. But I guess because when you have a 2, it plays off of the movie. Yeah, but a remake is like... We're going to outdo your do, ass. Oh, I don't know if they can do that, though. Um... More NBA news. More NBA news. The challenges. We saw it live yesterday at uh, Summer League. There's a charge call for Grant Williams because he, he drew like seven charges. He did. Like, and Williams. they reviewed it. Honestly, not a big fan. I'm going to explain it. Each coach gets one challenge per game. And the challenges can be applied to personal fouls, out-of-bound calls, goaltending, or a basket interference violation. Right. You're not a fan. Right. I'm not a fan because it ruins the flow. It's yes. not like a quick yes. look in. No, no, no. It's like a three-minute period for something. We can look on a jumbo trying to be like, that's a block. That's, that's a, a block. charge. But I don't. whenever they review things, it's it's so long. Yeah. And I don't know if they call enough the people out of town, right. you know. And a lot of times you don't you don't need to do that. So I like the idea. I yeah. love the idea. It's just it has to be it's executed right. Game. Exactly. It has to be executed the right way. Because we already got under two minutes. They review anything anyway. 
So add that in the first half. I, I, the flow of the game is just going to be messed up. Right. And if, think about a block versus charge foul. How much does that really hurt the impact of the end of the game? You know what I'm saying? Unless you got like a guy at three fouls and we, we can't yeah, like this count. But how many times do we see that and we think that could be reversed? Right. I think that's all the time. The most thing you got to think about is how the coach is going to use that. I think that's when, you know, maybe you don't use that in the first half. Because you say it's not going to really matter. Maybe you use it maybe in the fourth quarter, like you said, when you have a superstar that has four fouls and he gets a foul on him. Or it's, it's kind of like a suspect and they don't know. I personally think we might see some games where coaches forget about that shit. Oh, they definitely. Right. We're probably, we may get like two of them in the first month of the NBA. It's Greg, just not, they're not used to yeah. it. Pop, they're not used to I, it. I don't see Pop just. Ever, ever doing it. Ever. I, you think so? I feel like Pop would be the first one to utilize it. Actually, you might be right. Remember, he, li- he likes to take advantage of things. Right. Regardless of what the fans think or anybody thinks. So, I feel like he would be the first one to use it. I'm just real old-fashioned. That's what we pay the refs for. Yep. They've always been doing a very good job. I but mean, even yesterday, we heard the refs talk, and he's like, nobody's perfect because he missed a call. And in this situation, that can help, right? Right. But, it's, not what, so but it's only call, one, though. It's only one. So, I mean. I don't think it matters at the end yeah. of the day. I mean, I think we should just let the refs stay empowered, let mm-hmm. them feel empowered. This is like an insult to them, kind of. If you're a ref, you might take this personal. Like, we're not doing our, our job good enough. Let them continue to have it. I love the flow. It's already getting stopped a lot with reviews, yep. with fouling. Yep. I don't want to see the flow fucked up any more than what it is. I don't even want to see the robots. Y'all hear about that? I don't believe it. I don't want to see the robots. Even if it's real, I don't want to see the robots. I don't want to see it either. We're going to take away it, the it, man's job? It, it takes away an element of the game that I've always been accustomed to seeing yeah. since I was a kid. Shout out to Joey Crawford, man. We need those animated refs again. There's refs in the Hall of Fame and stuff like that. We we saw Joey Crawford at the combine. We sure did. Um, Y'all favorite moment thus far of the Summer League 2019? You can't can't say this right here because this is obvious, right? Okay, I'm going to switch it up. Okay. Players that y'all enjoy watching from the Summer League so far. Okay. Besides some obvious, I like Kobe White. Right. I I like Kobe White. Um... So we got to see maybe three or four games total in our time here. Three well, and a half. We two. saw like three today. I I set this the going Knicks, into Grizzlies, and then who we watched before the, the Heat and the, the Pelicans. Pelicans. So okay. that's like three today. Um, I really enjoyed Nikhil Alexander Walker. Um, I was a big fan of because is his cousin. Well, actually, I think Nikhil is older, right? Is he older than Shea? They're the same age. Okay, I am a big Shea Gibbs Alexander fan, and I just watched. The cousin come out and play. I told great y'all too. who is the better cousin. I've been telling I'm y'all. I'm still not ready to go that go far. Go to my YouTube. You'll see when they were both freshmen. The kill is in that video. I'm, t- I'm trying to tell y'all. It's just their, their skill sets are so different. They are. Like, I don't think Shea is going to drop a 34 point. No. You know? That's why Nikhil has that advantage. Because he can score. He's going to play very good defense. He has the size. And I like his playmaking ability. And he's just in a better situation now. Shea is now in OKC. Don't bring that up, man. That's my guy. I know, I, we were just talking about, like, you hear Tobias Harris and uh, just, uh, Patrick Beverly talking about how how good Shea was and how he was the future for the Clippers. And just like just that, like he's that. gone. And I think yeah. part of him being so good, not, no knock on him, but he was surrounded by a lot of those guys. Yeah. Now you take him out of that environment and you're just throwing him in a pit. With, with younger a, guys, too. He had better Younger, unproven guys. Right. Well, the one thing about him that I really like is that he's just – 
smart. He rarely turns the ball over. That's what I want in my point guard. And he's right. big. And he defends. And those things, no matter what team you're on, those are going to be the same. Right? Maybe his field goal percentage drops because he's taking more shots on this team. But those core things and the reason I like Shea are still going to be the same no matter where he's playing. But I think a lot of those things that you like about him was because of the pieces he had around Oh, I'm, I'm, it's, I'm it's probably. Hard. You won't have a lot of turnovers when you can get that bitch to, to, <laughs> to Lou Will. Will. You know what I mean? When you have Tobias, right. you have a Gallinari, Montrez Harrell. He still Pat got Gallo, Harrell. though. He does, he, he, does. he does. He does. And now he can throw it up to Steven Adams. You know he's going to be all right. He's going to be all right. He could be. He could be. He could be. Um, what do you think? So this is a little off topic, but a guy like Shea, right? Since we're on the stop. Yeah. He went from L.A. Prime place. In the world, right? Everybody loves LA. Woo. To OKC. Like, no knock, right? But it's gonna be a change for him. Right. If you were a player, are you taking it in full stride? Are you feeling some type of way? Because, I mean, it's kind of always been in his ear that he may get traded a mission, right. right? I think that's just kind of how, how does your mentality function on that type of things? Are you gonna embrace that role that, you know, he's gonna be the next guy on this team because it's such a young team? He doesn't have the will no more. He doesn't have to buy his hair. Or is he gonna be like, man, you know, I was in such a good situation. Now I'm in here and I'm kind of by myself, and I kind of, kind of restart over a little bit. Right, right. Because I, Brandon Ingram, he had the the frowning emoji, and right. then he turned into a smiley face three hours later. Right. I think that's how you take it. Yeah. I think you look at the the glass always as half full, never half empty. You you use the anger or the disrespect to your advantage, but then you also look at it like this is a chance for me to get better. There were a lot of guys. The, 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 the timetable for the Clippers didn't match up with him. Right. He wasn't going to be a focus. Kawhi and Paul George automatically take the focus away from him. Now this puts him in a position where he can maximize his talent to be the best player he can be. And when his time comes, he'll be getting the max contract to go team up with somebody to go win a championship. And he got to think, like, I was trading for Paul George, not yeah. just right. anybody. Right. Yeah. Paul George. Right. Paul George. So I got some value here. If, if Kawhi didn't tell Paul George to come, I would still be there. I would be teammates with Kawhi. Yeah. I would be his starting point guard. Um, I, 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 I got to say, I was impressed with Carson Edwards. I know he can hoop. Big shots, too. But he, he, t- he made some very big shots, and he was real fluid, and I think he has a place in the NBA to do the things that he did in college. A lot of times, guys like him who score the ball, shoot the ball real they well. Jimmy for that. You know, different things that Adam Morrison, Doug McDermott. His style and his pace, it just fits right in and what's going on. I think he can come off the bench and contribute yeah. right oh, away. Have to say, he I think Nicole is perfect for off the bench. There's a lot of teams that just need that guy who can go out there and get him a bucket right. when their star, star is on the bench. Very Lou Will-esque. Right. right, he'll come in. You want him for one reason. Lou Will, IT before IT was MVP caliber. Same size as IT too. I mean, you know, a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger. But yeah, just a guy that can come on your court, give you 15 off your bench. Don't ask for no passer defense. Who, who is his guy? Who is your guy? Grant Williams. Grant, Grant Williams. He just seemed like he was always in the right place to be. Whether it was getting the rebound, drawing a charge, making an extra pass, he just seems like a smart player that knows the game. And any team can really use that. Yeah, look, he's got sure. a nice body too. He spent a couple years in college, he went on one and done. So I think he's gonna be very, I mean, solid defensively. Is as he well. is he a type of guy that'll come in and get playing time on this Boston Celtics team? I think, I think, so, think so because a lot of guys left. Right. I think that opens up the window. He's, I think he opened up for Mar- the Marcus Morris minutes. Give me yeah. a grant. Nah, That's yeah. what I'm saying. It kind of remind me. I think with the Celtics, he can play that Marcus Morris role with the versatility. Speaking of Marcus Morris, he is now officially a New York Nick. Shout out to Marcus. Congratulations, Marcus Morris. Thank you. He left the Spurs, came to the Knicks. We happy about that. Great pickup. 
Um, he also fired Rich Paul. Yeah. Him and Nerlens Noel. I think this is the first time we've heard somebody firing Rich Paul. I understand Nerlens Noel one. Because you remember, they, were, they reported that he resigned. And he went into his Instagram story and he put like a thinking emoji. And then they were like, you know what? He didn't resign. And then he ended up resigning two right. days later. So something had to happen in that period of time between his age and his team and everything. So I don't know anything about Rich Paul other than like that's LeBron's man. Yeah. And he's the manager of a lot of NBA players. That's all I know about him. I didn't read the whole article and everything that was about him. It had to be something because Marcus Morris has got a decent contract for a one year. Because he had two years, 20 from the Spurs. He's like, nope, I'm going to get that 115 and then pull a J.J. Redick, you know, get my one big contract, and then hopefully I still play get good enough to one. get another one. Because L.A. will need him next year as well. Um, all in all, been a great time, great experience here in Las Vegas, Summer League 2019. We're at the HOH Arcade again. I'm about to get off this set. I'm about to go have me some fun. I appreciate y'all for watching. Shout out to Taco Fall for coming through Shout again. Out Taco. Jackson Hayes was supposed to be here. It's all good that he now. We still love you. Hey, your spot is his, though. It's here if you want to come later. And much love to our boy who couldn't be with us today. D Mills, we miss you. We love you, boy. We're coming home tomorrow to see you through the wire. We out. Peace.